welcome to Bad Man Friends Worst Critics, episode 22. I am Noah Davis, joined by John Pina and Lane Wellman, and we're here to talk about movies, TV, and whatever else we did this week. Uh, let's start off with the news segment of the show. First bit of news, I'm not sure if we actually talked about this. I'm, I think we did, maybe we didn't, but apparently there's going to be a Zora reboot, and it's going to be set in the post-apocalyptic setting. Because um, that's what it needed. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> is Zora still relevant? Like, well, okay. So people know who Zora I, is. Yeah, I've watched it right multiple times on VHS, yeah, no less. The, the Antonio Banderas one, yeah. Right. Yeah. Same. And I don't. I don't even know what ethnicity it is, but he's like a. What is he? A bandit. I a, a, yeah. Like a vigilante. Well, yeah, he's a vigilante, I think. And his whole thing is he's like a sword expert? Like, what do you call a yeah. sword expert? Swordsman. Swordsman. You know what I mean? Like, do yeah. those exist? So I'm like, in the post-apocalyptic future, where there's definitely guns, right? What else caused the apocalypse other okay, than nuclear well, maybe... armament? Okay, well, maybe it's so far in the future and people forgot how to make bullets. What? Think about that one. What? Wait, maybe. is... But I'm just like, what's the use of a sword in the post-apocalyptic future i mean i would i would assume he's gonna still use a sword but i mean in case well, they it's like, guns, like if it's like a lightsaber or what that'd be cool with a gun no zoro uh, with a gun will yeah. be dumb so Not zoro so, i have a gun and a sword no, a cool. gun sword gun sword oh okay cool. that's never been done yeah yep. uh <laughs> so wait so i typed in zoro on imdb because i wanted to see if there's anything on it but the it, yeah, I, called... it's called what called z I think. z well the yeah. first thing that came up was uh the django slash zorro yeah it, it's that's what it's called and the picture is i don't know i mean it's like both of them back to back but it's like scrolling down to the trivia it's it's jamie fox and quentin tarantino i guess are attached to this and want antonio banderas to reprise zorro <laughs> I, this can't be real, right? Yeah, there's no... <laughs> I, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way that this is like has gotten as far to like get an IMDb page and like trivia Somebody added, made, and I, mean, I haven't heard of this. It's like, or like right. no, none of us have heard of this. This is crazy. I, I, I see an article published in 2019 that oh. says Quentin Tarantino has tapped Jared Carmichael to co-write the Django Zorro movie based on the crossover comic book series of the same name. Mm, the comic book. Okay. Supposed to be a sequel to okay. the director's 2012 movie. Wow, so we just got. Well, I wonder if, I wonder if this uh, this post-apocalyptic Zorro is gonna stand in the have way Django of in it. Movie. <laughs> 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 Jamie Foxx cameo at the very end. No, it's like uh, it's like uh, what is it? Fucking Bill and Ted, and they went back in time to take like big fucking awesome people from history to help fight yeah. in this battle. And Django was someone that they and took Django from the 1800s, Zorro. and Zero was like what, early 1900s? Uh, you know, I think it's like 1800s. I think it's around the around same, same time, time, actually. Yeah. So. I mean, I guess chronologically that spin or that crossover makes sense. So maybe it's just post-apocalyptic uh, 1800s. <laughs> that'd be cool, actually. I'm kind of into that. I think modern post-apocalyptic's kind of been done before, so that'd be. It's been done too much. It's been done yeah. way too much. You just can excuse well, everything. Well, oh, it's the future. 
Well, I yeah. think this movie is just called Z or The Legend of Z. Yeah, I so, see uh, Z on IMDb. Just as Z yeah. 2021. Western Frontiers that, uh, reemerged. Oh, wow. see, the Western Frontiers reemerged, you know. Because, mm. you know, Manifest right. Destiny and stuff. Well, I mean, yeah. I assume it's going to be like uh, Mad Max kind of Western landscape of everything's just dry and desecrated and destroyed from some kind of fallout. And so it can be a Western in a less traditional sense. Oh, right. Uh, moving on from shitty Zoro reboots. Yeah, from uh, the literal first piece of news. <laughs> yeah. So I know me and John have watched, or John and I have watched the Snyder Cut. Um, Lane, did you watch the Snyder you Cut? You guys have already watched it? Yeah. Fuck, I was, gonna, I was just going to straight pick that for the movie, like in two um, weeks. No, I haven't watched it yet. God damn it. Yeah, okay. God well, damn it. Really now we're gonna... Fuck, we could have talked about it this week. Fuck. Yeah, it's... Shit. Okay, well, that's... Um... Bro, you knew I was going to my dad's. What do you think we're oh, gonna do? Oh, my God, of course. <laughs> Some heads up would have been nice, guys. <laughs> I, I just figured we were gonna... If you're, if you're listening, we actually don't talk to each other any time other than when we record this all week. That's true. That's all pretty right. accurate. Well, different movies have been getting different ideas of like oh, oh. this cut and that cut and john is gotcha. gone <laughs> i alt tabbed and it mm. yeah okay well apparently there might be a secret director's cut of mrs doubtfire mm. fully included with an r-rated script um who know i haven't seen mrs doubtfire in years and i don't think it's that funny but maybe an R raid in this outfire would actually be kind of fucking hilarious. Because, um, I don't know, I'm so used to Robin Williams being in family movies and stuff. Like right. Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, that'd be a nice, complete turn. Maybe is I'd this, actually watch the movie. Is this, I feel like I read an article recently, something, I don't know if it was this movie or maybe I'm just thinking of something, but like the Robin Williams or whoever I'm thinking of in this situation, like recorded essentially every kind of like version that the movie could have been so like pg-13 to like just pg to like r-rated he recorded lines for like and that would i guess make sense if that's what this was but i feel like i just read something recently where the yeah the actor was like yeah i just want to let's just fucking do all of it while we're here or something that makes sense the director says this cut is definitely out there and he has the cut basically uh, okay. Whether that'll be released, I'm sure that's a lot of who owns Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't know, you know, it's a hot property these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it's in huge dispute. <laughs> uh, and speaking of secret director's cuts, uh, David Ayer has teased that he has a cut of his Suicide Squad movie. Uh, obviously, that movie was not good. Terrible. Pretty much the same as Justice League. Uh, fucking awful but david ayer has revealed that he has a cut or has more shots that he could do i think i was like more than half of the joker scenes weren't in the movie i still haven't seen suicide squad so i'll i can't give oh. an opinion about it and yeah i i heard the same thing about the justice league so i was like okay cool i'll wait for the snyder cut if that ever comes out and it did so i'll say this i will never turn down a director's cut I firmly yeah. believe, much like the music industry, that like the artist's initial intention is exactly what we should get. So I'm cool with that for 100 million percent every time. 
Yeah, my I, only I think concern movies would be awesome. Yeah, my my only concern with any kind of directorial cut is the availability. If I'm not able to stream it, or it doesn't stay on a streaming service for like you know, like if it's like a limited release or something, I'm just gonna be mm -hmm. pissed off. It's just dumb, you know. You don't. My bet, like the best thing about a movie is to tell someone about it, and then they watch it. And you can talk about it. And if it's just like this, like one week cultural phenomenon event, and you have to like have a fucking Paramount Plus subscription or some shit, and you're like, blow me, you know? No, thank you. <laughs> I mean, so, I, I don't doubt it. Uh, well, if we do get this Suicide Squad, the Ayer cut, um, it'll be on. I think it's Ayer, Ayer, uh, whatever. Uh, I'm sure HBO. it'll be on X. Yeah, because Warner, right. of course. Warner. But I really doubt this will happen. I'd actually suspect Mrs. Doubtfire happening before this one, since we're getting a Suicide Squad reboot next year. David Gunn's, or James Gunn, David, James Gunn's, uh, John Cena one. So we'll see about <sighs> that. What? <laughs> I just forget every time. I have something against all these fucking wrestlers turn actors being in every movie once they get super popular. Well, I'll have you know, I think we might have talked about it one episode, but he's going to get his own show on HBO Max with that character that he's playing. John Cena? So, yeah. Fuck. Do, do, do. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, yeah. Uh, next piece of news. I know how much you guys love the Sniper Elite video game series. Mm. Oh, yeah. I only, play, I only played the first one. It's yeah, trash. Yeah, I only played the second one. It's uh, trash. Well, it's getting a movie. Courtesy of Brad Payton, the director of San Andreas and Rampage, another video game adaptation. Was was there anything specific about that story other than it's just a fucking dude who sniped? I have no idea. I like, thought what's it was just the a dude that killed people? Yeah, what's the? Okay, whatever. Fuck that. I don't. I don't think this game property is popular enough. Unless the movie itself is actually just awesome, I really doubt the word sniper elite. It Get just yeah. Go see it. I was gonna say it has a corny video game name. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is like, it just it doesn't seem like it would translate to a broader audience very well. Like maybe yeah, people who like war movies, but even then, it's not right. based in reality. So it's just like it's just some dude killing people with a sniper. It's a very limited demographic. World War II, yeah, and it's specifically in World War Two. I think all four games have taken place in. World War II. And, you're, and you're not even American, right? So it's not even like American Sniper where you get to watch a good old boy save America from afar. I'll change him to American. Okay, it'll be The Rock. It'll be, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be The Rock. Mm, you know, I actually, well, I mean, I never played that game. I play, I was thinking Sniper Ghost Warrior was the one that I played. Oh, it was no, that's trash. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sniper, I still that's don't want to watch this. even worse. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. No, Sniper Elite was, uh, Sniper Elite kind of popularized the slow-mo bullet cam. Like you shoot a bullet. Yeah, Sniper Ghost Warrior did that too. People. Yeah, but There's... Sniper Elite was like 2002 or 2003. Oh, was it? Wow. The first one? Yeah. I didn't realize it was that old like, shit. Real old. Um, first release in 2005. Oh, well, that's okay. still five years before Ghost Warrior. So, uh, yeah, we're getting a movie. And, uh, Bro, you're getting Sniper Elite VR soon. A third person game? I'd That's be weird. more excited about that than the movie. Yeah, seeing the bullet and moving your head around <laughs> the bullet going inside. I'd actually, I'm kind of into that. VR, like crawling uh, on the ground. Like... Yeah, I guess. You know, maybe one day when we get to awesome VR. Yeah. But uh, speaking We're of pretty video close game to that. movies, 
Nope. Nope. Next news. We're going on. We're going on. I did my We're not going down the hole again. Sorry. No S quips. Yeah, speaking of video game movies, the new Resident Evil Netflix movie is going to be called Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, and it is going to fuse both the first and the second game's plot. Um, okay. Awesome. This goes over super well when you try to few when you just try to put together two separate stories into one. Uh, apparently, it's going to have all the characters from both, so I really expect this movie to be pretty bad. I want it to be good. I hope it's going to be good. It's going to be on Netflix, so I'm going to watch it, but it's not looking good. It's going to be trash. You'll know when you hit the halfway mark at the end of the movie based on how there are like RPGs thrown at you by a random person. And that's how it like, yeah, signals. Yeah, like, it's like, oh, this is when part one has ended. Now we're on to part two, and it's like, that's the end of the movie. Maybe, you know what? If they did two parts and separated them, that'd actually be pretty sweet. But... <laughs> <laughs> I really doubt that. No, Netflix and their adaptations. I mean, you just know it's shit because it's a video game movie. Period. Yeah, but, you know, it's. I think there's room somewhere to make a good one. No, because it's the exact same thing as, like, the book is always better than the movie because the book just is more expanded. And it's right. the same thing with video game. And they never adapt shitty video games except for now. Sniper Elite might change Sniper that paradigm. Elite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, You're going to get no. a fucking B-list video game adaptation. It's going to be great. Right. Um, and Netflix has announced another adaptation of Keanu Reeves's comic book series Berserker. Uh, Keanu Reeves created the series along with another guy that I forgot to write down his name. No. Super top-line research. Um, mm-hmm. It's about an immortal hitman. It's going to get a live-action movie first, and then an anime series to follow. And Keanu Reeves is going to play the titular character, or the Berserker guy. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how that goes. For if both, or just for the live-action? I think both. If you look at Berserker, it's very clearly Keanu Reeves. Like, the character. He's like, it's just him. made for him? Yeah, no, look it up. He, it's long hair, <laughs> Keanu beard, kind of. He's wearing a bulletproof vest. He's got like an arrow. Oh, yeah, in it's, it's it's literally Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Did Keanu Reeves yeah. help create it? The comic. Yeah, yeah, he co-created it. Oh, okay. So I mean, well, I guess sense. there's a reason. I guess, but who puts themselves in a comic book? Someone who knows they're making a movie and an anime based on it. It's a lot of money, I, right you there. You know what? Maybe that was the plan all along. Maybe Keanu had to was just going three steps ahead. Yeah. Hmm. Well, well, worst case scenario, he just has a comic book best case scenario you get all the other types of media he's been collabing with fucking kid cuddy for a album oh my god a paired album (laughs) i thought you were serious at first and i wasn't gonna doubt it somehow like he popped on like a track skit for two minutes talk about something get it oh no climate all right so uh last week I think we talked about how Steven Spielberg is going to create a movie based on his childhood. Uh, that movie has now casted Steve, or Steve, Seth Rogen as Steve Spielberg's quote-unquote favorite uncle. Um, it's weird to see Seth Rogen kind of branch out more or continue to branch out because it seems like he veered away from doing drama. Um Cause he had that stint where he's trying to get big, do drama, not all comedy. Then he went back to the comedy with like neighbors and all that. 
So it's, I mean, I guess he just does whatever he wants, really. Yeah, he's just but, an actor. Yeah, he's just an actor. <laughs> so uh, I guess we'll see that next year when Steven Spielberg's kid movie comes out. I still find it weird that he's making an autobiographical movie. That's just... Yes, feels yeah. pretentious. <laughs> it feels pretentious. It... I don't know. I can't. I can't explain it. It's like when RZA produced the Wu Tang Hulu show. Mm-hmm. I get well, it, but come on, man. The the fucking Serena Williams HBO doc. It's the same oh, shit. Yeah. It's like when you just sit there and jerk yourself off. It's gotta be done tastefully, okay? I gotta know it's a porno. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I gotta know. <laughs> There's certain elements you have to disclose to me, and. Uh, yeah, this doesn't feel like it's gonna be one of those things, so. Yeah. Uh, hopefully not. You know what? And actually, I haven't watched the Spielberg movie in so long, so. Well, I'm so, like. Maybe I'll actually watch. The he's a, he's a kid playing in his room, and there's a fucking narrator voiceover like, "Yeah, his genius was yet to be seen," and you're like, "You know, you wrote those words." <laughs> like. Every single line from the movie is gonna be dissected because he's basing it off himself. So that's just, right. It's just yeah. I, the implication is really weird. It can't go well for me, but I'll watch it, obviously. Okay, so another uh, update piece of news. We talked about a show on HBO Max called The Nevers, I think a couple months ago. It was created by Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, mm-hmm. it got its first trailer, and so I watched that trailer, and it looks like a TV show, whatever. But there's just no name attached to it. Right, like, <laughs> they just completely removed it from it. Every single trailer you've ever seen in the last 10 years reminds you who produces it. You know, whether it be producer of Saul, James Wan, any of that, it reminds you. But this trailer has none of that, and it's pretty fucking hilarious. Um, I mean, obviously, I get it. I don't even know if he's actually even attached to the credits anymore, but he did create this show. Right. It was his idea. Yeah, it literally was his pitch, so... I guess we'll see how that pans out. I'm sure he's still getting paid. It's probably going to work out for him. But it's just kind of funny them having to backtrack on their deals or kind of avoid any controversy. Right. Okay. Uh, another update piece of news, because I'm pretty sure we talked about this. The National Treasure TV show mm-hmm. It has been ordered to series. Uh, it's going to get 10 episodes, and it will now have a Latina lead. So... Changing it up a bit, not white man Nick Cage. I get that. I get that. You know, I I kind of wish Nick Cage makes an appearance in this show. I hope Ben Gates is just swoops in the last episode, <laughs> you know, like Evan Peters style. You know, yeah. <laughs> right. Or, or just or just first episode like, hey, you Sets know, it all up. right. I've trained you this far. It's your turn. <laughs> just like he, a five minute, you know, <laughs> a little lesson from Grandpa kind of thing. He, he dies, and his last word is some clue to, you know, the a whole grail. No, I think, I think, his, his I, treasure. I think it should, I think it should be a twist ending where it's like, she, like, whatever, she finds the Declaration of Independence, and she's like, oh, this is like a treasure map. She follows it, and it just leads to, like, Nick Cage's house, and he's, like, old, and he's like, ah, you found me. I've been waiting. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, you know, then season two could be him training her. Yeah. There you go. All right, Disney Plus. There you go. There's a national <laughs> show. TV show we right we will be credited for this when it happens. Yeah, you know, I, I'm kind of excited by this, but this is kind of bad news because does that mean number three is dead finally? They announced it Not six years ago. 
Could be crossover. Could be unique stories. Could lead into it. That's true too. Could lead in. They could hint at each other. Right. Finn Gates is is canon inside this universe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> this takes place in a different country. You know what I mean? Ooh, that could be cool too. Okay. But wouldn't it be like international treasure? Could be a national treasure for a different country. country. Yeah, as long as they don't come okay, to. So you're saying yeah. stay in that country? All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. It's a Portuguese woman, and you know she's hanging out in Portugal doing Portuguese shit. National treasure. National treasure of Portugal. <laughs> for American audiences, 2022. Okay. Uh, speaking of Disney Plus. Well, you know her father's been... a professor from America. He now lives there, but he's still American, so she's half American. You know. Wait. Easy. Wait. Easy. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Disney Plus has announced that we are already getting a spinoff of the new Hawkeye TV show. You know, the one that's not out yet. Uh, we are getting mm -hmm. a spinoff based off the character Echo. Uh, she is a, I think she's a deaf Native American uh, Marvel character. I don't have a lot of experience with her, so I can't really tell you anything like story-wise. But it's just weird that we're getting spinoffs before the show even comes out yeah what, what if the show just sucks what if no one likes the character echo i just this is such a ballsy move on their part <laughs> they, it, just, they just know it's it, it's gonna work yeah. though it's has it not um, has it not worked yet and I, I don't know i guess not i guess not in the last decade like <laughs> or so like you you pitch wandavision to me four years ago and i go do i care and the answer right. was no and it came out and the answer was still no but i watched it and i was like oh okay cool and i bet it's the exact same thing i bet people are like who's that go let me click it and find out i guess because like i know i basically know what I, to expect as far as like the cinematography goes like it's gonna be marvel but like regardless of whether you like that style or not like i think you objectively it's just it's good like filming at least so it's like I know what I'm looking at least what I it's it's kind of like you're like I don't I don't know, even know an analogy but like it like I, I don't know if I like the style but it's really good so like I can appreciate it nonetheless yeah I think it's a, uh, a baseline just you know what you're gonna get pretty much yeah popcorn TV is that a <laughs> is that a thing maybe it's popcorn movies but it's the same same phenomenon though yeah Mario Disney's always crossing the boundaries okay yeah <laughs> They're popcorn movies into TV. Okay, uh, super, some superhero news, because every week we're going to have some superhero news. But this time it's actually a little more DC-focused. Pierce Brosnan has been cast as Dr. Fate in a new... I like, that you, I like that you started this one with superhero what? news, like Hawkeye and Echo weren't superhero news. I was just transit. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you know what you did? No. All right, so Pierce Brosnan is cast as Dr. Fate in the new Dwayne Johnson Black Adam movie. Um, okay. I'm super hyped for this because Dr. Fate's fucking awesome, and his outfit and his whole story in a live-action movie could be really cool. It's kind of interesting that they're choosing an old man um, because Dr. Fate is kind of like Green Lantern, where it's an item imbued with, you know, Mystical powers. powers. But, mm -hmm. Right, right. But it's like an ancient god, whatnot. But the ancient god like picks the person, so it's weird that it's picking an older person. Maybe he's gonna like hand off the helmet. 
I don't know. I'm assuming it's going to hand off the helmet to a younger person, and then we'll get a Dr. Fate spinoff. That's my guess, at least, because DC can't help themselves. Wonder they want that cinematic universe, okay? They need it. Trying. I mean, they are trying. Um, I mean, Black Adam's going to tie into Shazam 2, which has just casted Helen Mirren as its villain. And that's a lot of money. A lot of money to throw at Shazam 2. I don't think the first one did gangbusters or anything. I'm not... It made I mean, if it made money. its money back, it did its job, but I don't even remember. I can't remember the fucking Chuck's name. I just know him as Chuck. Uh, Zachary Levi? Yeah, Zach. <laughs> yeah. My boy, Zach. Uh, I don't see... Please hold. Uh, so the budget was estimated... We'll just do this the upper end, the liberal estimate, 100 mil. And it made 366. So, it okay, did fine. So over double. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, that's enough to warrant a sequel and then a spinoff. Uh, yeah, we'll see both of those movies, I'm pretty sure, next year. Uh, Black Adam might have been delayed. I think they might have talked about a delay. So, in the next couple years, at least. So, I think we've talked about this before, uh, but the Boondocks is getting a reboot. And is now confirmed for next year. I think we just talked that it was announced. There's no actual news whether the cast is returning. I saw on Twitter that um, I don't know if you guys remember from the Vine days. King Bach was like a pretty big Vine star. Um, he's not funny at all. He's pretty bad. Oh. Uh, but he was like rumored to be cast as somebody, the grandpa maybe, which is like super weird because he's. I, don't know. I mean, I guess it's just voice acting, so you can make it work. But he's like twenty-five. Right, well, I, but I believe the voice actor of the grandpa died, so yeah, they're gonna have to find somebody. But yeah, Twitter was blowing up about how it was gonna be like the worst thing ever that this guy was cast. But I don't know if it was confirmed mm -hmm. or not. I just I read what's on Twitter, and I usually just believe it. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm hopeful. Um... That last season of Boondocks that didn't have the original creator was awful. Just awful. Mm. As opposed to the first few seasons, first couple seasons. I think it's two seasons that are absolutely hilarious. Um, yeah, but we'll see that next year. And I know you guys are huge Ace Ventura fans. We talk Bam. about it what, every week. Every week. I'm pretty sure, yeah. So we're getting an Ace Ventura 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, from the writers of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they, they saw Jim Carrey there, mm -hmm. and they were like, you know what we need, guys? Yep. More Jim Carrey, baby. I'm guessing that's literally how that stuff happens, right? They, it's such a weird coincidence that the writers of a Jim Carrey movie are now working on a Jim Carrey movie within a year of each other. And like an so old I... uh, like IP, like fucking... Uh, Ace Ventura. It's just strange. I mean, we have to have that unfunny comedy sequel. Dumb and yeah. Dumber did it. Zoolander did it. You know, everybody did it. And Dumb and Dumber is a Jim Carrey one too. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey. <laughs> Jim Carrey just likes that money. Okay, he can't Dude, help himself. Reboot the Grinch. Reboot <laughs> the Grinch. Why not the Grinch too? Yeah. Get Ron That's Howard what I'm back in. Yeah. Follow it up. Explore yeah. what happens with the dog. Cindy Lou as an adult. Boom. The Grinch's kid. The There's Grinch a whole... and that one lady's kid. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna be Grinch Junior. Mar Martha, 
Mayhew, something like that. Martha May, Huvier, yeah, 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 yeah. something like that. Um, Tyler the Creator is gonna do the song for it. Ugh, um, it's gonna that be, shit it's gonna sucked. Be great. It's gonna be great. No, it's gonna be great. That album was terrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. He's gonna do it again though. It's gonna be great this time. <laughs> Holy shit, how did I remember her name was Martha May Huvier, dude? Back up. <laughs> she says it in a weird way, and like when you yeah. said it, I can hear it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Alright, that's Grinch 2 talk. Jesus Christ. Let's just, skip the... <laughs> Let's just skip to the Grinch origin story. Yeah. You know, do like a real prequel of like his race and his people. Like, who are the green people? You know? Who are the Grinches? Because he was supposed to, at the beginning, right, he was right. supposed they to get knocked the off land. course. Right. Yeah, so give me the other land. Like, maybe the Who's are an oppressive society that live above They're the white people. and he's green. Of course they're an oppressive society, bro. Boom. <laughs> That's what I want. Fuck the Grinch, too. This is what Dr. Seuss didn't want us to know about. Is <laughs> that, uh... He's like, guys, I just tried to fucking write a kids fucking book why are you asking me so many questions no dude he's a racist bro he's canceled come on if i've learned anything true okay uh since i can't think of a good transition for this one jamie fox is going to star as mike tyson in a new tv show from antoine fuqua um director of training day pretty sure that was his big one jamie fox is going to play mike tyson He's going to play and produce. Aren't they, like, close to the same age? No. They're probably 15, 10 or 15 years apart, I bet. I bet it's just weird to apart. play a dude that's alive that's been in movies. You, yeah. know, what, you know what I mean? Is well, it supposed to be, like, him during his fighting years? Yeah. Uh, it's going to be biographical, so I assume it's going to be his, you know, his time in the spotlight when he was getting arrested and biting people's ears and you know mike tyson both things, both things that you've ever known he's done yeah. dude they're and the now... fucking same age <laughs> they're the same age jamie <laughs> fox born december 13th and he's 53 and mike tyson was born june 30th and is 54 so they're six months apart that's crazy so he's gonna play a young <laughs> that's what i that's what i mean yeah, i was like i thought they were like pretty i like jamie fox played ray charles as like ray charles at 30 in like 2002. I just thought Mike Tyson was a little older than that. But guess not, you know? I mean, he looks uh, older, but he's had the shit beat out of him for half his life, so. That's, that's, that's true, too. Yeah, that probably does. <laughs> that's why you can play him, you know? Right. <laughs> Jamie Foxx is what Mike Tyson would have looked like. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, that's actually it for movie news, but we have one last piece of news kind of technology-based. Apparently, Microsoft is in talks to buy Discord for $10 billion. Um, one, that's a hefty price tag. That's ridiculous. And two, Microsoft buying things, that's worked so well for Skype and yeah, for, for Mixer. And, for Bethesda. Uh, <clears throat> well, jury's still out on that. No. I just... I just look at Mixer. Yeah. What, what was that? Four years after purchase, <laughs> they they shut down completely. But at the time of purchase, was Mixer? Because I don't remember Mixer like before Microsoft was involved. Was Mixer? How big was it? Pretty sure it's just a streaming service, just Twitch competitor. Was it a competitor, really, or because that's I mean, 
because right. like it's in the same market but because <laughs> that's what i think is like is like it doesn't make any sense for anyone to be like youtube is okay because youtube is just like the video site and you can stream on there so it works i still don't think they're ever going to be as big as twitch streaming is oh, well, it, well, they, they bought mixer when it wasn't that big of a disparity yeah so that's what um, i was trying to yeah but yeah, so to, i i think at the time mixer was comparable obviously now and when mixer shut down it definitely wasn't but i, th I think at the time there was a possible room for growth so i think it makes a little 10 billion dollars is a lot of money for this a lot of money. <laughs> but i guess it makes sense to go for the biggest platform of like communication currently like the only uh, the only thing that people are using other than discord is like zoom and that's just because i think schools like public schools haven't gotten on board with discord and like so they just keep using zoom for that but like i think this i don't know maybe it would be hard to manage a classroom on discord i don't, I don't but i don't i can't i don't I'm think sure so I'm really like but like I, yeah I don't know. microsoft just has a bad track record i yeah i, I i'm worried that they're gonna ruin it but yeah, i guess this makes more sense to me than like mixer or... i just here's my here's my piece on this i feel like What's happened to every single one of these types of services is that whatever voice, you know, whatever they're called, VOIPs, whatever the voice communication shit, uh, as far as a gamer's perspective or like a, you know, whatever the fuck you call people like us when we were kids and now, I'm just going to say gamers, but internet users that like to use voice comms, the evolution was like, use like ventrilo or some other weird gross push to talk thing and then it shifted shifted swiftly to skype and then skype started being used professionally skype was like a business thing so we all the gamers just migrated to the next thing which was like curse voice i don't know if you remember curse voice yeah yeah and then then curse became twitch and yeah. then it was twitch voice or whatever and then it was discord like pretty soon after that like last three were like maybe six months to a year apart each boom 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 and then now i just have a feeling that like you just said microsoft's going to try to shift it into like this zoom landscape of like guys listen there's this thing on your computer that you'd be using for anything in the world and just like youtube or facebook it's like well yeah you could use it for anything but now it's a boom it, boomer marketplace <laughs> you know what i mean like and that's how i feel yeah, like I, what discord's gonna go to i mean I, i'm yeah what you were saying skype was a verb at one point you know, I'll Skype right, you. Yeah, you want to Skype? Yeah. <laughs> now I don't, I don't think that's the case. I don't think anyone below the age of twenty has ever used Skype. Period. Just used it. Uh, and then Curse bought out by Twitch. I just, yeah, this is definitely gonna happen. Discord's just gonna fade into obscurity or something. Man, I really hope Maybe it doesn't. Chat. <laughs> when, like, again, just like things like this that are predominantly used by people who are on their personal computers all day right like this is discord's not something that a bunch of mac users are probably using because a bunch of mac users aren't doing like a bunch of i don't know light group work i guess is what gaming could be considered like it's not a professional thing and it's not meant right. to be a professional thing this isn't like where a lot of businesses take place this is where a lot of people who spend a lot of time on their computer share information quickly and so for them to for microsoft to do anything other than just like own it and maybe expand it a little bit, but like I feel like it's going to be a whole rebranding and like, you yeah. know, and like the whole thing is based on like it being anonymous. I don't know. There's just a lot of 
issues I can see down the road, or God forbid, a subscription service or something terrible. Yeah. You know, or Discord in plus. With Microsoft account. Like, you know, something. <laughs> yeah. Complete Xbox Unity with Discord. They just merge it with the Xbox app. Merge it with Outlook or something. So no. like, you have to log into Outlook, God. and then Outlook has <laughs> voice channels. <laughs> they can do anything they want. This is the company that gave us games for Windows Live. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck uh, this. Didn't uh, Microsoft buy the uh, Nokia smartphone line too? I think so. <laughs> I yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and those 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 panned out really well. Everybody's got a Nokia smartphone. Oh god, I remember. <laughs> Fuck. The Lumia, super popping. Yes. All right, uh, that was actually so the last piece of news. Okay. Want to uh, move on? I'm mean, I... quick. Oh, real quick, uh, we typically skip over this segment, and I did it two weeks ago, but I didn't do it this last one, oh, but yeah. music uh, album things I was looking at, um, there's like four that I think are worthy of highlighting, or at least semi-interesting to talk about, and then there's like a fifth random one I'm just going to say, because why not? We've never ever talked about anything like this. I've never listened to it, so I'll start with that one. It's uh, an album by a poet named Ross Gay. And it's obviously a spoken word thing. And I was like, I kind of forget that that even exists as like a medium. Spoken word albums? Yeah, just like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I don't ever go yeah, and I mean... go, hmm, you know what's a poem I haven't heard in forever? Like, let me look it up on Spotify. <laughs> it's just, it's weird to yeah. even think, or like audiobooks kind of thing. But I don't even know that Spotify has full-blown books, but I'm they have like books of up. poetry. Yeah. yeah, and so it's just funny that it's like a whole thing I didn't know existed, but yeah. Roske's Dilate Your Heart. Uh, then we have the AJR band, I'm sure you all are familiar with. They had that, like, I'm Ready song that got super popular, uh, where they, like, sample Spongebob, but it's, like, three brothers. They mm -hmm. make, like, pop music, but it's, make like... But it's, like, all very, like, electric and produced kind of thing. This stuff's uh, kind of catchy. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, they, they just make catchy Jonah hooks brothers? and then yeah kind of it's hard to explain but yes well good that's the best description uh but they have a new album coming out um oh shoot and i just clicked the wrong link to remember the name of it uh okay orchestra and then uh 24k golden has a new album the uh rapper i don't know if you have listened to any of his stuff but i have a couple of songs on this of his on my playlist i guess he has a new one called el dorado coming out next week and then uh, I like the gold theme. That's a good <laughs> name for an album. Uh, we have the Antlers, who we were talking about like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, they have a new album coming out, and I was like, "Did we talk about this when we were mentioning them the last time?" Nope. Did they just have a new single or something that you would listen to? I, cause I no, like I, listened to the, like... I listened to the. I listened to because the yeah, I found it through Barty's. Um, I listened oh, to the right, 2007 right. album, maybe. I think it's I don't know I can't remember which one I listened to, but right. But they have a green to gold album. And I'm like that's kind of crazy that they're still making music that people are finding relevant because it's like indie music, you know? Mm -hmm. Who makes indie music for 20 years? Like <laughs> it's weird. Uh, and then the final one is like a more contemporary indie band called Real Estate. Um, they do indie indie pop. Um, and what's their album called? Do do do. Uh, Half a human. But there's not a ton. I mean, there's like a Neil Young album, eh. and then Evanescence. But eh. 
Yes. They have an Death from above, Ooh, 1979. Okay. I was like, eh. Carrie Underwood, you know what I mean? Like, there's a bunch of, uh, I'm yeah, sure, dude. things that are getting covered, but I was like, are those worth even talking Someone about? Mentioning? Covering them. Right, exactly. That's <laughs> what I was getting at. Uh, so, yeah. You're looking that's for it, that sort of coverage, as... go somewhere else. Yeah, fuck off. You say that was it, that's sorry? That, okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, start with what I did. Um, watched kind of a lot. Um, so, going into this week, I was planning on watching all of the DC movies to prepare myself for Snyder Cut. Uh, then I was going to watch it this week as well. Um, but Chloe hasn't seen any of the Marvel movies, and we just watched WandaVision, so she's real confused. So, started the MCU over. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, so we made it... That sounds like the worst thing ever. We made it uh, 1.5 phases. We just finished... Um, so, you made it past the Thor, yeah. Thor yeah, we, got, we just finished Thor 2. About to watch Captain America 2. <laughs> Um, hey, actually, Captain America Two is good. Yeah, I actually haven't seen it. Uh, Captain America One's good. Yeah, Captain America uh, One was Yeah, I'm excited well, to see two. It was like one of the first big DCU superhero movies. Marvel, but yeah, or Marvel, whatever. Uh, it, it was literally the but, third MCU movie. That's what I mean. But and it was like I just fourth actually fourth yeah. Being, fourth yeah school being like super hype about it. And I feel like I remember that I too. Know, Hydra for some... was kind of cool. Yeah, like the whole thing was cool, and then it became eighteen, twenty, forty movies later, and you're like, oh my god, this shit again, bro. Hugo, I... Hugo Weaving as Red Skull is still one of the best casting ever. See? It was, yeah, it was really it was good. Awesome. Um, Red Skull should should have been brought back in the not. How about the, just the, the animation to make him look young and like scrawny yeah, and that shitty? Was really impressive. Like it's mm -hmm. still cool what they did. Yeah. Fine. The first one has some merits. Yeah, the first one was pretty good. I think probably the best of. I don't know. I wanted to like Thor more. Um, I, I, I. This is the first time I've rewatched like the Phase One movies. Uh, I wanted to like Thor because. Yeah, definitely. Iron Man is. Just... Yeah, I, I, and everything else is like. I was like, yeah, I'm excited to watch Thor One again for the first time. It was like this weird like. It was more like a love story, kind of, but not in like a Godzilla way, where it's like I enjoyed that. It's like, uh, yeah, um, yeah it was, <laughs> they did it wrong. Well, uh, what about uh, what about Incredible Hulk? Ed Norton as uh, Bruce Banner. Yeah, we actually. So that's not on Disney Plus. Um, so I might. What? Yeah, it's not. Wait, yeah. They... I don't. Did they own? Was the Hulk? I don't know. That was them. That was, was it them? them. Okay. Yeah. That was an MCU movie. Because uh, Colonel Ross is in Iron Man 1's credit scene. Hmm. There's some... No, no, no. Robert Downey Jr. is in Incredible Hulk's credit scene. Colonel Ross is drinking at the bar. RDJ comes in and he's like, Yo, Avengers. Really? Wow. I fucking... I haven't watched that movie since it came out, probably. It's been a long fucking time. I don't remember that at all. Um, no, but it's not on Disney Plus, so we didn't watch it. I just told her like, hey, it's a it's a different actor. Just yeah. Um, Thor: The Dark World was also bad. Um, I think I think it had the best music so far for like because all I like all the music like they have different guys doing it for all the movies. Is that the Natalie Portman one? She's in the first two. Yeah. 
But, I don't remember any of those, really. Yeah, she was, like, possessed by the... It ends up being an Infinity Stone that possesses her. And then the old fucking ancient elves, whatever, come back. It's what, the Dark Elves. The Dark Elves, yep. yeah. Um, yeah. Which... Yeah. Watch out! You can't say that word three times, or Ken Jeong in blackface shows up and <laughs> behind you. Um, this episode's being pulled right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so hopefully we'll be done. I'm actually more excited for the like the second point, like 1.5 uh, phases to watch because I haven't seen a lot of the like I haven't seen the Ant Man movies. I don't know if they were good. Oh. I haven't seen the third Thor either. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see. Si- no, I, didn't, I haven't seen Civil right, War. Well, you haven't seen Civil no, War. No, dude, I skipped a lot. I was just like, I'm just gonna watch the Avengers movies. I'm pretty sure I won't miss anything. And I kind of basically an Avengers movie. It was like 2.5, yeah. So I'm excited for yeah. to finish the MCU so I can get back on track with my original plan. Watch the DC movies. <laughs> Fucking watch the Snyder go. Cut. Oh, we it's watch all the all the canon DC movies. What about the non-canon DC movies? Green Lantern and Jonah Hex. You know, do those? Do you remember Jonah Hex? No. Josh Brolin playing a, a cowboy with his cheek cut out and Megan Fox is in it. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think I watched Jonah Hex when it came out. Do I have to watch those? Uh, no, they're no, not even tied not, into okay. the, They were yeah. the first DC universe. Okay. That was um, the first universe. I'm going to pretend like it starts at Man of Steel. Right. And that's right. yeah, that's uh, what I'll do. Um, so I'm excited. Uh, I, if you guys are dying to talk about the Snyder Cut, I'll... Okay. Because nah. I, I really fucking... I, I want to fucking... Yeah, I mean, I, I can talk about it, but I'm not dying. Okay, well, I'll let you decide later if you want to. Um... I think that's all I watched. That's a lot of fucking movies. It's like seven or eight movies. Um, yeah. You just see it like a TV show. It kind of makes it, you feel better about it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> kind of. No, not at all. What I said. Um, yeah, I think that's probably it. Um, what I listened to. Listen to this new Lana Del Rey album. Kim Chow's over the country club. Um, Wait, is, it, is it slow and somber? Um, some of the songs are okay. I mean, this is exactly my vibe. Uh, but so, yeah, that's basically my take on it. Was like, yeah. Uh, John, did you listen to this? I saw yes, you. yes, I did. Uh, what did you think? Um, I don't, I don't really listen to much Lana Del Rey. I couldn't tell you really the last song I remembered hearing about. So, basically. I wanted to listen to that Norman fucking Rockwell album because mm-hmm. that one was like so fucking acclaimed by literally every human being I had ever met. Just like, oh, it's one of the best albums I've ever heard, and like, it's changing pop music. She's a revolutionary, and I was like, what the fuck, huh? Lana <laughs> Del Rey? Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, but I, I like didn't even give it the time of day. I still haven't listened to that one. But someone else basically started saying the same shit about this one, and I was like, well, fuck it, I'm not doing anything. I'll listen to it. Um, and there were four songs I liked. Mm-hmm. Um. I want to say, let me pull it up real quick, actually. Uh, I liked the Chemtrails of the Country Club. I liked Tulsa, Jesus Freak. I liked uh, Yosemite, and I liked Dance Till We Die. I and okay. But so many of them, like, blended together for me. And again, you know, 
<laughs> Noah said, is it just like a somber pop album? And yes, it very much is. Uh, I... and that's my sound too, so. That's not, that's not hating on her. That's just their sound. Yeah. I was making a joke. <laughs> I, I caught myself thinking like, oh, this sounds like kind of like folklore and evermore. And then I was like, fucking, I don't listen to enough of this person. So obviously it's like Taylor Swift sounded like Lana Del Rey, where she was like trying to emulate that a little bit, I think. Um, obviously, I, I think Lana does it better. And whatever uh but yeah it was it was okay I, I will probably listen to it again there were definitely some songs on there that i will listen to again because i thought they were pretty good uh, other than that i listened to the new justin bieber album justice i listened to it justice bieber yeah i listened to it because i thought it's so funny that because this is the album like you from atlanta with justin bieber he's like apologizing at the press conference and he's like now i'd like to sing you a song off my upcoming album called justice and he does so i just thought that was funny that flash forward a few years justin bieber drops an album called justice after atlanta called it um and clever reference yeah um and it kind of missed the mark like it's good pop music it's i mean it sounds like justin bieber there's some catchy songs uh, like maybe a, like two that I'll add and listen to again, but like he's got like an interlude. He uses like r like rips from MLK, like a, a couple of speeches, and so the whole thing. And, and the album is yeah, and and the and the album is called Justice, right? So you think like, oh, this is gonna be like some kind of like racial equality thing. Like he's fighting for you know yeah. it's. Like the lyrics are gonna like mimic that speech, and no, it's just him singing pop songs about his wife or being in love or whatever. And then he just randomly he throws really in. Really does use MLK. Holy shit! The, the interlude is called MLK interlude. Yeah, it's and then I think the first track has a rip. That is. Um... It's he missed the marks. Awesome. He missed the marks. <laughs> he could have used his platform. Awesome. Yeah, it's so <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so fucking just a little self-aware. Well, I'm happy that you brought it up because I couldn't even bring myself to listen. I don't like Justin Bieber at all, and I listened to every single as it came out. And holy, makes me want to fucking shoot somebody. If I have to hear that song again, I will murder somebody. Like the chance bars are absolutely awful, and then it's just like this like really shitty produced beat. And so on my one of my tirades, I was like, all right, well, let me just fucking look up everything about this song so I could just rip it to shreds. Guess who's the primary producer of this fucking track? Kenny Beats. John Bellion. Oh. Oh yeah, I was thinking that. It sounded like it sounded like it John Bell. Like yeah. Fucking John Bellion. A couple of the songs on this album sound like John Bellion. Of course it makes Bro, get ready. Get ready for me my bomb to release. He has four primary producer credits on this album and five songwriting credits on this album each on a different song and you're like cool so he's got five tracks alone that he has actual credits for but he may have been in the studio where you know texted about and maybe not got full credits there's two skrillex songs on here three skrillex songs on here where skrillex oh, is the wait. primary producer wow I on this album yeah on this album that's crazy <laughs> uh, i would have never guessed that at all uh and then there's a you know the very 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 last song which i still haven't listened to and i it's the only one i kind of have any hope for 
But you, you I mean, one, you just know it's all over the place already, right? It's got Skrillex and John Bellion as your primary producers on over half the songs. Like, what? The last song is produced by Benny Blanco and Phineas, and then it's co-written by Phineas. And you're like, okay. like, So you're really just working with every major producer. Cool. And then all the pop producers, you know, all those weird dudes who you've never heard of that produce every pop song, they're all over this, too. Fucking Dream Lab and... Um, What's his name? Andrew Watt. There's a bunch of people who are just like notorious. They win Grammys and you're like, who are you? And they're like, oh, 20 Grammy nominations. Here's this guy. And you're like, wait. But yeah, just all the big pop writers are on this thing too. And you're, it's just so fucking cringe. And he made a shitty album. I just, I just want to, who wrote and uh, produced that sweet fucking MLK interlude, man? That shit was sweet. Tight. Yeah, dude, I... Honestly, maybe I won't listen to any of these songs ever again to like boycott because it's it's ridiculous that he thought that this and it's ridiculous that I mean that that everyone who was obviously in the studio didn't say anything about it. But maybe it's like it's Justin Bieber. You don't say no to Justin Bieber. (laughs) But or they're like, yeah, dude, you're woke as fuck for doing that. I don't don't know what I don't know what happened in the studio and why everyone thought this was a good idea. It was a terrible idea. Um. I also don't want to hear about it. Anymore. Yeah, so probably probably don't recommend that. I think the only other thing I listened to this week um, just happened when Hunter sent me this song um, earlier today by Terrell Hines called "We're All Gonna Be Killed." Uh, shout out Hunter is a pretty good song. It was like it started off like acoustic guitar singer songwriter kind of thing, and then broke into like hip hop halfway through. Yeah. 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 Did he send it to? It too. It, it, yeah, it, it was interesting. Oh six in the, yeah, six in the good way. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm saying. I, 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 I thought you were like this came out. Just reminiscent yeah. of you know old Kanye or mm-hmm. you know, just that time, almost a Nelly vibe. Yeah. Since of that song, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I've never. I don't think that I've listened to Terrell Hines other than this. Never heard of that man. No, so I'll probably have to give him a little research uh i think that's all i did so we can move on to john hoggers um so we'll start with listen because i think that's a bit faster um i always have good intentions but i never finish all the shit i actually want to listen to so um hold on um i listened to that phoebe bridgers album Mm -hmm. that came out uh, last year, the Punisher, yep. Punisher, yeah, not the Punisher, but Punisher. Um, <laughs> the Punisher. It's pretty good. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, I'm not a huge Phoebe Bridgers person, and I mean she makes music. That's. It, you have to be like in the mood for kind of thing, and so then to sit through a whole album, like you really have to be. In, it's the same thing with the one of the way up. Like if you're not in that kind of like contemplative somber mood, and she's very open about how her music is all like sad bullshit. <laughs> she's she's very like right. like like critical. She's not critical of her music because she likes all of the shit, but she's like, uh, right. well, I was watching her do a live thing, and she did Kyoto, and after she finished Kyoto, she's like. All right, here's another sad fucking song, and then just like went into the next song. So it's like, yeah, you've really got to be down or <laughs> something when you're listening to. Well, I just listened to her. There was this thing. Maybe I was telling No about it, but there's a, a podcast called X. No, I was telling Michael about it. There's a podcast called X on Y on Spotify, or like a, one of their mm-hmm. little 
Spotify original show playlist things, but they get an artist to talk about another artist on it. Uh, so Portugal the Man talks about an artist that influences them, and it's Wu-Tang. Phoebe Bridgers talks about Bright Eyes. Um, Benny Blanco talks about Dr. Dre. Kenny Beats talks about Rick Rubin, and it's all pretty interesting, and then they, like, chop it up with them talking about a track, and then they let the track play. Mm -hmm. So you, like, listen to whatever song that artist was talking about. So I was listening to Phoebe Bridgers talk about Bright Eyes Forever, and I guess they have, like, a collab group. I forget the name of it now, but I was like, okay, I'm interested in you enough to give you a chance. Phoebe uh, has really the... Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah Boy she's genius. talking about Bright Eyes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I was like, if you like Bright Eyes, you'll like her. And I get totally get the influence. She's like, yeah, this is my favorite band of all time. And really, it's like a dude with a band. But, you know. Either way. She's very much like a, a folk artist, artist kind of thing. Like, she tries to write, and then she, like, puts music over the writing. Which, I, you know, I like, but, eh. It was fine. Um, Moon Song and Savior Complex, I think, were the better uh, songs. And then uh, I listened to a bunch of singles, basically, because we talked about the Lana Del Rey one, obviously. Uh, and I listened to that Eric the Architect. I don't even want to give it the time of day. Uh, Flatbush or Bus. Flatbush or Bus, basically. Uh, uh, his production is always sweet. Um, it was cool enough, but I couldn't get over how boring song was so then i was like yeah, yeah. yeah so then i was like i don't care i don't care how good this beat is i'm like i'll just go watch kenny beats his stream <laughs> you know yeah. uh so then it's a bunch of singles uh most of which i would recommend so i'm gonna say those and i took off all the ones i don't want to recommend um except for i listened to that everything everything one that super normal and mm. yeah it is mm. everything everything's canceled i'm fine I'm just gonna <laughs> gonna I'm over. yeah I'll give them one out. Well, I need to listen to their old shit, too. I never did. But, uh, but uh, Earth Gang and Wale had a song that came out in December yeah. that I listened to, and I was like, holy shit, this is good. I love no one song. put yeah, me on it. Been, yeah, options. all fucking week. It's really good. Um, there was a song, I guess it blew up from TikTok in January, and I had never heard of it. And then again, it was maybe on one of those, like, artists talk about artists x on y things but someone was talking about the driver's license song have you heard this song um it's by olivia rodrigo i'm gonna mute myself and listen to it real quick just click through song but it's very much like high school lost summer romance kind of vibes and so like you know, as a not fully adult, but adult enough man to be so far removed from high school that that feels like a distant memory that it was cool, but like, I, I could see why it blew up on TikTok, if that makes sense. Um, but it was actually really good song. She's a really talented singer. Uh, so it's worth listening to. And then uh, Vic Mensa had a feature uh, <laughs> on a Rocky Fresh. I don't know who yeah, that guy is. That was, song. I mean... Forever ago, I feel. I'm pretty sure if I'm thinking of the right guy, uh, he was like on in March Vic 12. Mensa. He was on the internet tape. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. So this song came out March 12th. Um, actually, maybe that was the thing I was supposed to say too. I think uh, Vic Mensa has an album coming out next week. Maybe it might be for April 1st. But um, yeah. So this song Racer is actually pretty fucking good and. Vic Mensa, he could disappoint in his albums, but he's a good rapper. 
And so, whenever you, you catch a good verse, it's dope. Well, no, I mean, there's some good songs off of the first album, too. It's literally the best, one of the top ten mixtapes of all time for me. And then all of his other albums are so garbage. <laughs> right, yeah, like, garbage. like the autobiography is like three good songs. And then the rest like, of them are meh. Even when he gets a Ty Dolla Sign feature, he can't get a... Bob Dude, he had like... a Pharrell and a Chief Keef feature. He had a lot of good features on that, and so they were can't. just trash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that album was whack, but... uh. So yeah, Racer was good. Uh, then Saint Motel. I don't know if you know them. It's kind of like a piano-driven indie pop group. Uh, they have a, a name like that. They have a, <laughs> a couple songs. I'm sure you at least heard of one of them. My type, I think. It's like do 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 do. No, it's yeah, like on the radio all oh, the time. Oh, that one, yeah. And it was like on Coke commercials and shit. So I'm sure you've just like heard the little riff. And you'd be like, oh, yes. Who, yeah, it's the one that goes beep, boop, beep, <laughs> No, you're thinking of then, boop, beep, boop, 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 boop. Uh, They had a song called Feel Good that was good. Uh, and then Matt and Kim, another, like, random old indie pop group from the past, uh, I guess has an album coming out. And so they released a single from it called You Don't Know Me, or You Don't Own Me, rather, uh, which is also pretty good. And then as far as things I watched, man, ugh. So Snyder Cut, obviously, which uh, yeah, obviously, right? We'll choose not to talk about. And then um, I watched Nomadland, another Oscar nom. Um, and I think we'll just try to save that also. But I'll just say, good movie, worth the watch. And whenever we watch it in the coming weeks, uh, you'll know it's good. Uh, and then I also watched the other Oscar nom. Uh, what is it? Promising Young Woman, I believe. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Promising Young Woman. Um, also a really excellent movie. Uh, and then as far as TV goes, I have all but two episodes left. I was trying to crank them out before this, but unfortunately I didn't get to finish them. Uh, of Pushing Daisies on HBO Max. Uh, which is just... It's such an interesting show, and I don't want so to... You need to watch it. Yeah, don't, don't right, spoil this is, yeah, this, this is a spoiler... <laughs> no, spoiler-free review. But thematically the whole concept is so original and i just remember when i was little when the show was actually out and then being pissed off when it you know the writer strike happened and the show got canceled uh what a fucking weird show it was because it was like it was not disjointed but it was like intentionally weird almost like for weirdness's sake like in a spielberg kind of way just like why are you dress like that you know why are you talking that way it's like it just felt weird but they like created a little universe and it was like one of the first times i've ever seen it something done like that so like lost is a cool show but those are like human beings on earth modern day you know what i mean like there's no nuance all the nuance comes from the drama and the characters and the story right and this was like a lot of weird like costume design and set design and even like lighting and staging of the actual set which is really really cool um, you know, like all the cars are like old 1950s cars. He literally works at a pie shop that's like 1950s decorated. Um, there, it's got this like old town New England vibe. Um, it's got a name like that, and it's got a British narrator who, and again, it's a comedy, so it's like, it, uh, it, it feels like an over the top, like 1950s like Nancy Drew kind of thing. Because it's all detective. It's a detective show. Is like the premise, right? And he just happens to be a pie maker, and he also has special I had powers. No idea but... it was a detective show. Yeah. I didn't know. It says uh, monster of the week. Kind of, but there's there's, there's there's 
there's a main subplot, and it's okay. like a oh be careful like they can't find out some of your secrets kind of subplot, mm -hmm. and then each episode, for the most part, are unique little we're sol we're solving crimes this week, okay. but then like every other one directly ties to the subplot, and you're like oh shit, because um, okay. again it's like a small town so it's kind of like everybody knows everybody, but they have just like have funny character names, and. I don't know, just random little sayings. It's such a cute little fucking show. It's good. I've never even uh, heard of this. One or two. I'm sorry. One or two seasons. It's two seasons, but the first season's only like eight to ten episodes, and then the second season's like thirteen, and then it got canceled. So I don't even know if it ends. Like I don't hey, know how it's gonna that... end in two episodes, but I'm gonna be really disappointed if there's like no closure at all. It just ends because I'm pretty sure that's no how it. Closure. I'm pretty sure that's how it ends because I'm pretty sure it's like right in the middle of the writer strike, and they went, sorry. <laughs> Too bad, yeah. Uh, as long as it's not a 22-episode network mm -mm. season, you know, I'm definitely open to probably starting and, and the other interesting thing is, too, um, and it kind of fits the ambiance, but it's, like, it's so set in, like, this 1950s, 1960s aesthetic that uh, even some of, like, the CG that they choose to use and special effects are, like, intentionally old-timey. So, uh... There's a scene where like there's a jockey on a horse and the horse looks like fake animatronic horse and then it's like a green screen of like them in a race. And you can just see the actor like over exaggeratingly doing this and like clearly overacting. But it doesn't feel like egregious or like, you know, like oh they suck. It's like a you know this is done on purpose so it doesn't take you out of the mode at all. I don't know, it's that's, so weird. Self awareness to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh. so weird but it's good. And um, Lee Pace is the main guy, right? Yes, yes. I was going to say, Lee Pace, just, I feel like he's such an underrated actor because he kills it in every role and then he never gets a good or a good part, good spot in the movie. He is excellent in this, um, without question. I would say he's probably, like, tied for my favorite character. He's not the most interesting character, and he's obviously a great actor, but there's characters who bring a lot more comedy, and obviously it's a comedy show, so I'm like, eh. You know, his character's cool, but it's not funny. His character's not... I don't know if this character makes me laugh. I don't know if this character's ever made me laugh. Um, well, I'll, but... I'll take my time to recommend Halt and Catch Fire if you want to watch some more Lee Pace on the TV show. Just I'll add to my list. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's everything I did, I think, for the week. Cool. Uh, yeah, I actually have never even heard of that show. That's interesting. I was just, like, reading about it. That's crazy, but... Noah, what'd you do? Yeah. Hit us with it. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> well, I listened to that single by Earth Dig. Uh, options, but, you know, can I already talk about that? Snyder Cut. I'm not going to talk about it a lot. I just want to say that um, better than original, Wonder Woman sucks, Flash good. <laughs> Does it have a different ending than the first? Like it's the... totally different. Totally man. different? Okay. It's... It it's like 25 feels, minutes of extra shit. <laughs> it legit feels like a completely different movie. Okay. Because the first, uh, like, the just the Justice... ending is 25 minutes of extra shit. Oh. Yeah, yeah the, the first Justice League movie is only... Like two hours. I, don't, I think it's sub two hours. Hmm. I think it's right under two hours. So this is four hours, so there's a lot. It just feels just as a totally opposite, or not opposite, but a different experience hmm. than the original theatrical cut. And um, it felt like a lot of fan service, in my opinion, in a good way. Yeah. But well, in a I, good I think way. Zack Snyder just 
being Zack it, Snyder. Because it didn't <laughs> feel like like sometimes there's just scenes where you're like, oh my god, like we get it. But I like, like I wasn't ever bored. You know, it it, it it captured me for four hours. Like at the two hour mark, we took a little inter intermission, and we got up and got food and snacks and walked around, and then we came back down, sat, and finished the last half. Yeah, see, I took three. That first hour, I thought it like started off really well, and then it was, I stopped once it started boring me. Whatever, uh, I'd still watch it. You know, it's kind of a phenomenon, I guess. It's one of the first ever cuts like this. Or, I hope I it. I hope it, it just. No, I hope this is like the turning point, and this is like more normalized going forward. Because I, I love I, alternate takes on movies. That'd be great if we just redid some movies with. The, you know original or a different director just kind of an alternate uh timeline take dvds I, I... used to have bonus features remember this phenomenon yeah yeah and you could see the deleted scenes or better yet just turn on the extended length film mm -hmm. and add like yeah. 30 minutes of the deleted scenes as they were meant to be edited in and, and if i yeah if i ever had the option to watch the longer like i just would always do it like, why not Same. Yeah. Yeah, so I hope this uh, makes it normal. I, I yeah, sorry. You're just I'm not gonna keep talking about it. <laughs> I, I would I would go watch it once you finish with all the D C movies. Definitely maybe not worth the whole journey, but sorta of worth it. I gotta I it's watched, for content. It's fine. I uh watched an anime called Gangsta. Um it's about two hitmen. It's kind of a Yakuza fake Yakuza kinda storyline. And it was okay. It was only 13 episodes, right? So I'm watching the show, thinking it's okay. The animation's awesome, the music's awesome, but the plot's not really getting me. Nothing's really catching me. Uh, there's a deaf character, and his voice actor definitely seems like a deaf guy voice acting him, uh, mm -hmm. just with the subtleties and how he's speaking, um, which is all cool. And then I finished the 13th episode, that's when it hit me that this show was not renewed for a second season. Mm. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, I worked. finished that 13 episode and nothing happened. And I was a little confused. I scrolled down. No season two. So that was Rip. fun. Uh, don't watch Gangsta. <laughs> don't watch Gangsta. Were these just 20-minute episodes? That... or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sure the manga is really cool because I assume it's based on a manga that has the actual legit story and continues on so i assume the manga's all right but yeah kind of blows who wants to fucking read manga dude yeah right i, I should have googled it real quick just to make sure it had a finished plot mm -hmm. nope so that was cool and then the last thing i really did this week was watch a lot of forged and fire have you guys watched that show what is it mm -hmm. uh okay so it's chopped but it's knife making Knife making, no. Or bladesmithing. No. Yeah, it's literally chopped, but bladesmithing. So you and... just get random materials and have to make a cool weapon? Yep. I was thinking of the, <laughs> there's like the glass, or I think there's like a glass blowing one or something like that. Yeah, that's blowing yeah I, think, I think you oh, and okay. me have watched the glass blowing one together. Oh, yeah. that one sucks. You guys need to watch the pottery one on HBO Max. That one's awesome. Mm. The pottery one's awesome. Because um, it's like Great British Baking Show, but pottery. But this is definitely just chopped, but bladesmithing, and it's pretty damn good like trash tv wise pretty awesome it's so 45. sad that this is what the history channel is <laughs> oh yeah yeah this is how they <laughs> like money. history channel used to teach history 
Yep, used to have World War II documentaries and everything. That's mm-hmm. No, you have that. I used to have that cool ass show that used the Total War engine to recreate battle scenes. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about? That was probably a, a mini series or something. But yeah. No, I know what you're talking they about. They used to do things. But I don't know what. It, yeah. All I know is that uh, Poison Fire is awesome. It's just an amazing time waster. 45 minute episodes go by like that. There's almost nothing to think about. You know, there's it's nothing called to Decisive process, really. Battles. Motherfucker. It was two seasons. How long did that last? Two seasons. Okay. <laughs> and it uses the Rome Total War thing? Yeah, the Rome Total War engine specifically. Huh. Well, it's that's cool actually as getting. Rome Total War is actually getting remastered. On a weird side note, uh, yeah. dude, too many games are being remastered. Just make Every original concepts, dude. Oh. Too hard. <laughs> yeah, I watched like three seasons of Forge of Fire in a week, or two or three seasons. Damn. Stupid. Well, okay. Yeah, that's that's all I did. Cool. Well, can move on. I guess. That's or... it. That's all three of us. Yeah. Yep. Pause. All right. Well, uh, I know we have this debate every time but is there a preference for uh album or movie nope. oh, okay with either. all right uh we'll start what did we do last time i think we did album first yeah probably perfect we'll do album first again get fucked idiots nice. um, the old bait and switch so we have uh 2017 just an absolute chef's kiss of a masterpiece of an album uh called breakfast by the <laughs> group lawrence do you mean uh, that no oh. <laughs> it's fine <laughs> i just like to over exaggerate I, um, like, okay. I believe they're brother and sisters right correct okay because they they kind of give coupley vibes but then i'm like Same. well lawrence is their last name i mm. think so unless they're married I just but they kind of sound anyway. too young but yeah either way uh there we got that on the uh, docket, and we'll let uh, Noah speak his piece. Yeah, uh, so I first started this album, and I was really hating myself that first song. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. Really? Uh, it was kind first of song? Yeah. The first song, I wasn't into that first song, man. Just felt so what? of that type. Um, also, you could tell me this album came out 15 years ago. And I totally believe you. I That's why I love the first song. <laughs> I was like, it felt so old. Well, here's the way. thing. I, I didn't really like the first song or two or three, but then when it hit uh, where it started from, it just sounded like a John Mayer album, yep. which I really fucking liked. Like, yep. <laughs> uh, where it started from and Cold uh, were fucking awesome John Mayer songs. Obviously, they're not. They weren't songs. But they're pretty fantastic and just in a good way you know homage rather than just copying that old sound or being out of date or out of touch yeah um there's uh some production side things that were kind of it felt overproduced sometimes i think near that beginning the beginning songs i liked well you, just... you know who's uh <laughs> whose label they're on right were they i don't know that they were at this point they're, they're on oh. john bellion's uh <laughs> music label oh that's great that's great um but yeah it, it almost gives a jason mraz john mayer old just singer songwriter acoustic but then they throw in was it a saxophone I, what that i kept hearing in some of those songs 
Was it just a trumpet? Uh, I only remember his sax on like one song towards the end. But various uh, horns. You know who supplied the horns for a lot of these songs? Snarky Puppy. Mm. Another another band called Lettuce did too, but yeah, Snarky Puppy. Uh, Yeah, I'm not a fan of their upbeat side of this album, but when it just slows down and becomes right, it's like really soulful. Yeah, that's when I love it. That's when I absolutely love this album. So it's very, very up and down. You know, there's a definite peak and definite low spot. See, it's so funny because I liked it for the same reason that you didn't like it. Is that? I mean, I liked also the part that you liked. I thought it was my first impression too that it was like a John Mayer or like a, I don't know, like a Jason Mraz or something like that. Like just like a, you know, guitar kind of pop shit, but still really, really like soulful. I would say is probably the best word I can come up with in my mind. But everything was just like really groovy, even on the upbeat ones too. So I don't know. I, I liked almost. I think like half the songs. Like I would put into my liked which means i would listen to it again basically um and yeah i i thought it was a pretty good record i mean i can't really other, complain about anything in particular other than the first song i really don't have any songs i dislike you know they're definitely songs i'll probably never listen to again just you know purely happenstance but um I'm glad to finally find one of these albums where it's like, okay, I could listen to a couple of these songs again. You know, I, I think I'm in the mood for that, Matt. You know, maybe in a few weeks or something. Once it starts warming up, you know, get in that mood. Like, all right, all right. So that's always nice. Um, right, some windows my, down kind of music. Yeah, maybe not my favorite album of all time. It's not my type of music at all, but um, still all right. Kind of middling, I get into this. <laughs> that sounds like I kind of hate the album, but. I really don't. It's just there's only so much they can do for me when they do those upbeat songs. It just sounds like a lot of yelling <laughs> for me. Okay, um, that's fair. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, it is a lot of yelling, and I'm not gonna argue any of that. It's just the guy who likes sound... disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's just a lot of yelling. Um. Yeah. This. This I mean, album. This album was actually produced by a guy named Eric Krasno, who has oh, won So this was gr- before they were on? Yeah, this was uh, whatever, three, three years before they signed to John Bellion. Oh, um, and so this Krasno guy is with a funk jazz trio called Soul Live. I've never, I don't think that I know anything about them, but I mean, it, it makes sense. I've never heard of this guy, so I don't know how he is a producing obviously this is a testament to however good he is and i agree that it was kind of mids um he seems okay <laughs> yeah um i i dig this album i i like it because like there are a couple of re- things like i don't know i don't listen to a lot of bands that have two singers so i don't know how a lot of people would do it i don't know if they duet every single song but i like the approach where it's like all right, Clyde, you got this one. And then he's like, all right, yeah. Gracie, you got the next one. And then like a few songs later, they'll do one kind of together. But for the most part, it's kind of just back and forth. I think they did it really well. It was nice. And one of the things I really like about this band is that I don't have to, like, it's just easy listening for me. Like I don't have to be reading lyrics or like, I don't, I'm not too worried about like what they're saying, like lyrically. 
you know it's just shit i can like listen to and like sing along to like just enjoy it's you know it's just easy listening to me um well, yeah it's nothing you have to think about it's yeah. my, like most of the time i'm not looking at lyrics because i don't know what they're saying it's usually because i'm like holy shit you're saying so much i can't even think about the last thing you just said now you're saying something but, again. but 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 they're not like trying to be like super profound and like saying oh, right, this exactly. thing right. saying this thing in a different way that no one else has like ever said it and like i, I have to read it and be like okay i get what you were trying to say it's just like do you want to come over and do nothing with me we could sit in our sweatpants or whatever yeah. it's literally just like really very literal <laughs> just like us hanging out um yeah I, I don't know. I like. I think the only downside like top is tracks. top tracks. Uh, me and you. Do you want to do nothing with me? And wow. superficial. I think. Probably. Okay. Where it we started from, maybe. Superficial. Yeah, superficial. Yeah, probably. Okay. But me and me and you and do you want to do nothing with me? I've listened to like they're on my daily playlist. I've listened to them for. I think I've have been listening to this album since it came out. Yeah, for a long time. But top songs, John. John, any songs you uh, cared for? Do you want to do nothing with me? Uh, Cold and Shot, I would say, are my top three in no particular order. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, th this album kind of makes me. I, I think I might just listen to John Mayer this week. <laughs> really <laughs> it, reinvigorated. Uh, oh, what happened to him? Mindset. Yeah, they do. They pay homage really well. And even like some of her songs or like Gracie's songs when she takes over, there's like Christina Aguilera, like very much like yeah, right. like when she starts like kind of yelling and her voice gets raspy and she's like growling a little bit, you know, it's it's like, oh, this is like Christina Aguilera, like this could have been released, yeah, fifteen years ago. It fits. I think they pay homage really well to like what they grew up listening to. And it's nice. Yeah, it, it's it nice. feel lazy, mm -hmm. whereas a lot of albums can feel super lazy about that, where they're just stuck in a different time. Yeah. But no, it, right. it felt uh, complex enough to stand on its own. Mm -hmm. Out of so, out of ten. Complex, but, uh, you know, probably like a seven for me. If I had to pin it down to a number, just a solid seven. Right there. You know, not not bad. Not, you know, I'm not gonna go tell my roommate to listen to it or anything, but I was trying to go, like yeah, like a seven three. I'll say eight. <laughs> Are we starting to do that? Well, I, I just I... had the thought I was like a seven zero, at least for my school. You're literally right on the border of failing, and I don't think this is a borderline failure. You fail after a seventy, so. I was is like, that how you determine your scoring system? I feel like this weighted. Yeah. We need to start weighting. <laughs> no, 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 because it's fine, right? We've been over oh, this. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I was. So, my it's, fail it's, it's, is it's, like sixty. You know, gives it's, some a, it's a it's a barely barely failing or it's barely passing, but it's not like you know you just scrape by. Definitely an easy listen. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't. It wasn't hard to listen to. I think that's really the most important fact mm -hmm. with an album really most important aspect of an album and this definitely was not fuck i was gonna say one more thing about him but i yeah. oh oh um did you guys see the movie noel christmas movie bill Hader, uh anna kendrick came out 2019 they did the it's a it's a it's a, Dis, it's a disney movie um disney. So it's a christmas movie yeah it was a disney plus or yeah they played noel kringle and nick kringle 
Bill Hader, Anna Kendrick. Mr. and Mrs. Claus. Mr. and Mrs. Claus, right? Yeah, but uh, Lawrence did the music for this this uh, movie. So I just I didn't know if you guys had seen this movie or not. But oh yeah, they they are Santa's kids. That's what it is. That. All right, maybe next Christmas. Maybe this Christmas. Yeah, this Christmas that might be our pick. Yeah, maybe I don't know. That doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world. Cool. Well, then you remember it's Disney, so. Right. Which it can be the worst thing in the world. When it's and it's live action Disney, and it's not a superhero movie. I don't know the last oh. movie they've even put out. That's Moan. Oh well, I mean that's not an adaptation. I didn't see Moan to be fair, so. I couldn't even tell you the last live action non Marvel. I guess if you can't like Mando. Yeah, I mean, see, so uh, <laughs> whatever. If this movie's as good as Mando is, I'm not gonna like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to put it. That makes way more sense. Okay, I got it. All right, girl, four, four. Yep, yep. Dude, uh, are we a fucking? Are we a fucking space movie podcast? Yep. I feel like we've watched when it's Noah's turn. Yeah. <laughs> it was random. It was random. Yeah. I know, but Noah's picked like yeah. four sci-fi movies. I feel like. Was it Summer Wars? That's a sci-fi, bro. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> and whose That's was still... Arrival? Was that Lane? Yeah, that was me. That was the, oh. yeah. So, uh... Okay, okay. So you have three. <laughs> okay, you've done like only five. If you count this one. <laughs> Alright, whatever. Your open report. Uh, 2013 sci-fi uh who's the director i don't even know this person sebastian cordero i didn't write it down i meant to he's ecuadorian naturally that's huh. has he done anything else does he do anything else yeah that's what i'm looking at i don't i don't see anything but okay, i could be wrong well. i mean nothing in english nothing that we probably have ever seen yeah but yeah uh someone want to go i don't really want to start sure um as far as like found footage movies goes because that's essentially what this was was just a found footage and i i appreciated that it was not like they could have gone the route of like the one guy who had his own camera they could have done something like that where it was just his footage but instead it was they started right they started (laughs) right but like i at first, I kind of hated just, like, seeing everything in this perspective of it just, like, yeah. switches between, like, what camera in the ship. But then I was like, you know what? It's I mean, it is a found footage movie. It's actually kind of like a... I don't know how many other found footage movies have done this because I, I, I can name, like, three that I've seen. Um, and I thought this was cool. Um, eh, other than that, I mean... Uh, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't really like this movie. <laughs> I just like, it, it was, again, I appreciated that it kind of started the way that sunshine did where I was like, I didn't have to, I didn't have to know so much like going at like what this trip was about. Like, I just, they're going to talk about it while they're on the spaceship. They're already like two years in or whatever. Um, when we start watching it's, so it's not so much like get the team ready, go up in the sky or whatever. Um, so I kind of appreciated that I just got right into it, but like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't really have anything to 
say I, another thing that I, I like is that they were consistent with like a lot of these space movies it'll be like one person in the crew die like sacrifices themselves and then or like i guess with sunshine everyone died as well but it's like i feel like the the trope is normally like one person sacrifices themselves for like the greater good of the crew and the mission but in this one it was like literally every single person did something to like keep the mission going i thought and i was like okay at least they were consistent with that that was kind of cool but fucking space octopus was the killer like yeah. i was uh, i was like whatever i mean See, I, I was uh, pleasantly surprised by this because found footage isn't my favorite medium within movies. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, isn't genre. my favorite technique within movies. I don't know what you call it. It's a subgenre, but the genre is sci-fi. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay, so... <laughs> uh, I think medium you know, worked, and then you tried to find another word. <laughs> well, fuck off. Uh, Cloverfield wasn't great. You know, there's just a lot of found footage films. Chronicle was all right. Uh, Chronicles so good. Chron- Chronicles bro. good. Actually, take a step back. Um, Project X, bro. So... You know, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I love found footage films. <laughs> Blair Witch. Um, right. No. So, Paranormal Activity. Paranormal uh, Activity. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Well, I hate. I him. was. I I really thought I was gonna hate this movie. I totally was fully prepared to hate it just the first five minutes and just realizing what it was because i did not know this was found footage i mm-hmm. was not aware of that um but then it kind of it was almost it was nice how they led into the mystery of it all you know there was an actual mystery to this where obviously i'm gonna make comparisons to sunshine what two that was two weeks ago yeah. uh sunshine had the pseudo mystery but it's like nah dude it's just the sun you know there's nothing there's nothing to it Mm. whereas this you're actually wondering what happened to people you're wondering how charlton copley's character get fucked or how did he die you know uh or what's on this planet there's actually a plot driven mystery that i'm attached to and you know going to see till the end whether i love the movie or not um I, I really like the acting. I think uh, most of the acting was oh, pretty good. Uh, there wasn't anything standout about anything acting-wise. I think Charlotte Copley's American accent was crazy. He sounded like Michael J. Fox sometimes. <laughs> and I was very I was very confused because, you know, I'm used to his voice in District 9. I'm not... Right, he's like South African, right? Yeah, he's South African. I didn't realize he could do an American accent that well, but... He nailed it. I only there were only a couple slight slip ups, which weren't even that big of a deal. You know, if you weren't American, you'd have no idea he slipped up. Um, but yeah, there's a, a lot of not subtlety, but a lot of nice touches to this movie. Whether what? it was oh, no, 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 sorry, good. I was just saying, like, whether it's how they built up a character or, um, like. Charlton Copley's character just being kind of naggy with all the people and just being kind of fun to be around and he's the one they lose. I thought that was just a nice touch because it seemed like he was kind of the heart of the whole mission or, you know, the guy of the mission and then, sorry, he's the first one gone. Yeah. Um, There's just a, a lot of stuff like that that I enjoyed. There wasn't, this movie didn't do anything amazing. I think that's its biggest problem. Everything it did, it did fine. Right. Yeah, I think I think this was uh I mean, uh, clearly all in all way better movie than Sunshine. But 
I I would honestly say it didn't even have to do anything bigger or grander. Like it clearly had a bigger budget. You could get a, you know a little bit lengthier of a film, right? It was like pretty much right at the ninety minute mark. So if you had like ten more minutes to like really up the badassery of whatever the little alien thing was and make a little bit more suspense in that avenue and then obviously have just a huge fucking nasty creature monster thing you know and just like completely switch it to like a, a doom almost ending you know like a doom origin story um that would have been awesome right like just pants. just anything that could have been like super spooky and like oh shit right <laughs> yeah if they the opened octopus a thing, to hell oh, the octopus thing gave it some like realism you know clearly mm. one little fucking hiccup basically killed everybody which is unfortunate but like it feels pretty real and like literal you know if you're like oh our calculations really didn't predict that you know if there were to be life it wasn't going to be just like a unicellular organism and of course this thing like emits fucking radio frequencies that interact with all of their technology and devices and obviously break shit it things go awry um it makes sense that, yeah, you're probably not surviving. The thrusters are probably never going to get fixed magically, you know. So I was kind of happy with how everything went. My biggest fucking problem was I didn't get... It would have been a way cooler story if they would have just let the ending be they submit the footage, and then you get all of the little, like, fake news interviews. I didn't like that all the fake news news interviews and thus, like, chronologically it was spliced up like that. Like, you had a scene, like, where they touch down on the planet, and then you have, like, you go back and you see how the character dies while they're still in space. I kind of liked it. you have an interview, and you're like, wait. Just because that was the thing that, like, really tripped me up, because this whole time I was like, well, we know that at least she survives this somehow. Because the whole time I was like, she is obviously back on Earth. Clearly. And she is, like, like, re, you know, like, telling her story. Uh, like as they're watching it and then you get it at the end it's like she just like sat down real quick to record that and i was like oh shit so i kind of liked how they did it a little bit it was it was uh it was hard to keep track of sometimes just when it would be like they would just have like the the counter at the bottom of like before like a scene would happen it'd be like this is like 12 months into it and like now it's like you know uh, 24 months into it and sometimes it'd be like, oh, sh- like I, like did I actually see when that last scene was? I don't know if I was paying attention, and then that was kind of annoying. But yeah, it was like th- that was like the one thing that like tripped me up was like when she was like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm just gonna die too. So I thought it was cool, but I, I agree, it was a little weird the splicing. Also, why is Dan Fo- why is Dan Fogler a scientist in this movie? Dude, I love, I love it. He wants to be okay. <laughs> I was just so like, why did they even pay him? When I saw Dan like, Fogel, like I was like, I guess he's not like a high go. budget. I guess he's like not a high budget actor, That's but I'm like, he's, yeah. he's just a comedian, and that wasn't like yeah, a comedic role at all. Uh, sure? See, okay, well, back to <laughs> okay, I completely forgot his name was Dan Fogler um but <laughs> why look it up I was like who's the fat guy in all those movies and it turns out he got really skinny you mean in Balls of Fury not all of those no. movies it was Balls of Fury that's the only no, movie he, he um, was in Take Me Home nope. Tonight which I've watched many times dude I love that movie and he was also in uh, best rom-com of all time that like weird 2009 spoof movie hold on I'll find it. Fanboys I don't know if I saw it 
totally. Um, so he, or sorry, so he was all right. Um, the my only complaint, real complaint, was the ending, not how they did it, but because they just showed us an HD clear shot of the monster. Is that just me? It felt a little like they robbed my imagination a bit. I didn't... And instead okay. of this crazy creature that I was thinking of, mm -hmm. it was... It's an octopus. Yeah, That's what I meant, yeah. <laughs> like, they either um, could have just let it be, or they could have had a bigger budget and done some cool, awesome thing. Instead, they went right in the middle, picked an organism that we could identify, but clearly it's a, you know, weird alien it, variant. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would have been cool if they just did, you know, uh, maybe just maybe just one big tentacle out of the water, you know? And so, like, that would be proof that there's life there. You don't need a HD picture of the luminescence and the all its... Uh, you don't have to make it a creature. It could be, like, a piece of fucking alien tech, you know? Yeah. Even an alien, alien tech, probe. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been better if you just saw, like... Because it kept cutting back from, like, her perspective, like, the side view of her, like, looking down into the water... I think if it just would have ended like her reaction to seeing the thing, but you never got to see it, that would have been kind of cool. Yeah, it was kind of. Yeah. And but I did enjoy that final interview. It was one of the final interviews where she was talking about how the whether they failed or not on their mission, and them like pushing the boundary or pushing how we look at existence. I forgot the exact line. Right. They're right. talking about that kind of drew the whole movie in in a way or tied it full circle unlike sunshine where i realized this whole movie all the characters actions literally everything they say even is for the mission and even all these interviews are literally just it's the europa report right or the europa mission report and so i just love that kind of meta oh this is literally the report we're watching <laughs> You know, this is what they're showing people. Oh, this is our report. This is our evidence. And I just love that they were able to tie it all back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, probably the best found footage movie, I'll say, for me. Because Chronicle is okay for me. Chronicle is better. Project the X is best? way better. I mean, Chron I'm not a huge Chronicle fan. Like, it is alright. There were some cool parts, but I don't remember that movie that fondly. Maybe I'm totally wrong. Yeah, we gotta. That's, that's my next pick. <laughs> I have fond, fond memories of what is the song that they're singing at the price tag by whatever her name is. Mm. Project Tag. Oh, yeah, I saw it. It all theaters, price tag by whatever. That, her name what is, is that talking about? Keep going. Back when, uh, back when Michael B. Jordan was Jesse J. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hunter. I mean, there's not a lot I Juicy can J. say. Jesse J and B.O.B. Oh. There's not a lot I can say about the good and bad, really, other than I will say whoever edited this movie, that was a hell of a job, and I'm sure that took so much goddamn work and effort. Uh, just, I think you have to give props to that. That, that movie could have been that. shot in under a month, for sure. Easily. Hmm. But, yeah, because the I editing probably the took only... like four or five months alone because what there are only like four pieces of scenery four or five actual locations uh rooms if you're basing that on rooms and then right and and definitely the rooms were pretty they were good enough that's one of the fucking things if you choose the technology on like the walls improperly it gets dated like really quick and this felt like it was a cheap budget but it didn't feel like the set design was terrible 
like no. a lot of the buttons and devices on the walls, the way they were talking about things, like they kept it ambiguous enough, but gave me enough to like latch onto that I was cool with it. Right. And when you go overboard and you're like, oh, we got to go to the space decompression room where we watch Earth TV and vibe out in our gravity that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, OK. Right, right, right. I, they even explain the gravity, bro. I told yeah. you it's a thing that's got to be done. You got to explain the gravity. Oh, oh. I, right when that happened, I thought that was fucking hilarious. Right. They explained exactly how it <laughs> yeah. worked. Uh, I want to piggyback on that, John, for a second, because I think I noticed this because I've watched so much Marvel this past week. And the Marvel movies, anytime they want to, like, if, if RDJ is like, yeah, we can do this. Let me just hack into the mainframe real quick. And he just, like, does something on his fucking computer. Or he's like... Jarvis, can you hack? They, I, I swear to God, they they say like hack into the mainframe like a hundred times in the first like eight movies. But in this movie, when they were like trying to say some scientific shit, or they're like, we have to fix this. It was like, like they kind of explained like why it needed to happen, and like everything made sense to me. Who is a small brain, like not scientist? I was like, oh, it makes sense why they have to do that. And it's like, I, I'm yeah, glad they didn't say hack into the mainframe because, like, what does that mean? Like, yeah, when he was talking about rerouting auxiliary, all that, I was like, yeah. Maybe yeah, it just sounded like, cooler. Maybe I'm just fucking right. sick of hearing yeah, hack into the well, mainframe. But, like, I appreciated exactly this. Yeah, yeah. Like, the Russian dude, whatever his name was, Andre, he's like, mm. you know, we could fix the telecommunications satellite, pole, whatever device. He's like, but we'll have to, you know, rewire our life support. And he didn't even have to say, cut out the life support, we'll have to kill the life support. He was just like, you understand what this means. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You know, like, you don't fucking dumb it down for me. And you don't have to come up with an unreasonable explanation. You don't have to come up with, yeah, if I just take these Tesla coils and calculate the, you know, trajectory of the alpha fibers. And you're like, okay, cool, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to make up a bunch of fake science words. Just try to use generalized logic and a couple science words. Yeah. Right. And, uh, I, yeah. I, re this movie I really believe didn't hit any of my negatives. Me, yeah, if you told me this movie came out a year or two ago, micro budget, I would definitely believe you. Yeah, because it holds up. It presents itself really well. Um, right, and again, found footage can definitely make that happen because again, the, cheap, cheap cameras. Right. The CG that, was so well masked through the filters uh, yeah. of the found footage yeah. that was. I know I just said this movie didn't do anything phenomenal. I take that back. The way they hid their CG and just added overlays and different things to distract you from actual small, minute details, that was fantastic. Actually, I didn't even, even notice any CG, so yeah, I guess they did a really good job. Yeah, well, I mean, the I mean, alien the monster. Oh, other than the monster. <laughs> but, but like yeah. outer space? All the space scenes. I think it just been a set, right? And I, I think even I think even the Other shot like the space. it's green screen, right? Like space has to be green screen. They're not actually in space. And the shot when they're uh, in the cockpit and you can see the four people sitting down. Oh right. Two separate scenes put together. When when he, when he goes zero gravity to gravity, there's like uh, I mean, I was focused on it and rewound it a couple times because I was like, why does this look a little funny to me? But. Mm -hmm. You, I mean, you can tell it's just a little bit of editing. I don't know if it's green screen or if they, like, you know, wiped away the little cables that are holding him up like a puppet. Oh, but... yeah, when he's on the ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it's he's, like, cable. he's literally climbing the ladder, and then he's it's just, cable. like, It had to be cables. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. 
of it. Yeah, I was like, I thought that was a really smart way to do it. Yeah, it was good. So I was like, yeah, "Yeah, this movie's good, bro. This movie's good. He's in a confined space, and then it finds a reason for the camera to be pointing upwards, so that the wires look like like. There was a lot of thought that went into this movie, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. But uh, for me, it's definitely an eight out of ten. And if you say like found footage, I would give it like a nine, but. (laughs) we're not doing that right right we're not comparing it to other movies i mean if we make sunshine like a zero this is probably like a 10 this is probably it fixed like every problem i had with sunshine so it's kind of amazing how similar some of the beats were even when they had the two people go outside and the one guy had the sacrifice exactly and i was like they did that scene so much better (laughs) because like i said what captain, even if you want to sacrifice for the mission, you've just encumbered the entirety of the mission if the captain sacrifice You choose some fucking little rat boy who dies off, you know? <laughs> it, again, it's not the general who dies at the beginning of the war. It's some little pleb. I even think the death of that specific scene was better, by mm-hmm. far. Because, you know, in Sunshine, it was the it was sun, sun not... masturbation <laughs> yeah we we have to move because trajectory's off i don't know it felt like a MacGuffin type situation but then here it was oh he rips a panel off and this toxic chemical irradiates or poisons the air that's awesome i don't know why but that's just such a better explanation and it was a pretty damn good death scene too i really enjoyed it yeah. and it was more complicated yeah the other one sunbeam well the the other one he's like we got to fix this panel or we'll all die and he fixes the panel and he just doesn't have the time to make it back this one he's like Mm. i could i could live yeah for a little bit i would just end up killing everybody else or you know at least a couple people some people would be poisoned or we would deplete our air too fast you know but there would be problems but i could live and he's like no 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 i'm gonna choose yeah but uh, 8 out of 10 for me. That's pretty damn good. I'll say 7. I would say probably, I don't know that I've had the highest rating, but I could be wrong. I think that's like a 8.4? 8.5? You might have had the highest rating on something else. Yeah, I mean... I, I mean, probably. Probably like a Star is Born or something. La, la, really la. not bad. I kind of wish I watched this five years ago when I saw it on Netflix. <laughs> when it was, you know... Um, is that any last remarks about the movie? Nah. Okay. Not that I can All think right. of. So this week, let me find that. Do you want to do like a explanation of why we're picking what we're picking? Uh, yeah. So the Oscars are approximately in a month's time, and it seems as though John has seen half of them. Uh, <laughs> So we're going to try to pick the other half he hasn't seen for the next few weeks, and then we'll try to catch up with John in the meantime. Yeah, so, so, so to better explain that, because I have to <laughs> mansplain myself, uh, there's eight noms, so I've seen four of them, so we're going to pick the other four, and then simultaneously these guys are just going to watch at least one extra a week or you know, average that out. Yeah. To watch all eight by April twenty fourth, twenty fifth, something like that. Whatever that Sunday is. So uh, that being said, our movie this week is Minari. Is that the correct? Yes, I believe so. And the album To Kill a Sunrise by Coda the Friend and Static Selecta. Uh, we will see you next week on episode twenty three of Bad Friends Worst Critics. 
I'm Noah Davis with John Pina and Lane Lemon. We're out of here.